This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. Mitch LaFawn. Welcome to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn, and I am the one, the only Mitch LaFawn, which is actually uh, fortunate because it would be kind of strange to say, welcome to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn, I'm uh, Steve. It, 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 it would be somewhat strange. Anyway, I've got uh, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard with me today. We are here to talk about the Las Vegas residency. The band is taking over the Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino for, as it says on the website, 12 explosive nights from August 14th to September 7th. And the band is promising all kinds of goodies Songs they haven't played in decades, and I'm even hearing songs that they've never played live. So uh, if you can get out to Vegas, it is going to be spectacular, uh, well, spectacular. And the only way it would be more spectacular is if they would fly me out to uh, witness it myself. But uh, I just saw three shows in Canada with Def Leppard and Tesla. I saw Montreal, Quebec City, and Ottawa. And listen, if you want me to rank the the shows, by far, Montreal had the wildest and craziest crowd. Quebec, stunningly beautiful. Uh, great venue, great crowd. And then uh, pulling up the, uh, the rear, it would be Ottawa. But listen, Ottawa's a government town. They have the Ottawa Senators. They, they're, they're, you know, it takes them a little longer to get warmed up for rock and roll. No, I'm kidding. I love all my folks in, in, in Ottawa. It's a great city. And uh, the band was just spectacular. You know, for me, having seen them, it's got to be going on to 25, 30 times, if not more. Uh, I got to, to, to see them play the song Excitable. I had never seen them play excitable before and i always thought that it's it was such a deep dark cut on um the hysteria album and there's what seven singles ahead of it i thought wow there's not a chance i will ever see that but i did and the the set list for all three shows i saw was exactly the same but uh you know i'm not complaining you're here for vivian campbell the one, the only Vivian Campbell, the mighty Vivian Campbell, former Lou Graham guitarist Vivian Campbell, or Shadow King, former Dio guitarist Vivian Campbell, last in line guitarist Vivian Campbell, and River Dogs. That's what you're here for. So let's uh, let's get over to Vivian. This is not a. Uh, career-spanning interview. We we are very, very focused on the Las Vegas residency. It does take place, again, at the, and I'm going to read it right off the website, Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino for 12 explosive nights from August 14th to September 7th. Get ready to rock with Def Leppard as Def Leppard hits Vegas, the Sin City Residency. Rock on. Here is... Vivian Campbell. We are speaking with uh, Def Leppard guitarist uh, Vivian Campbell. Vivian, I've just seen you three times on this Hits Canada tour, but uh, I I sort of had my own private uh, residency in a sense since I followed you around, but we are talking Las Vegas (laughs) residency. Isn't that cool? It is indeed, yeah. We're actually, um, 
rehearsing frantically for the show. <laughs> we left it all of it last minute, you know, and, and we've been sound checking and rehearsing backstage. And, and today's actually a day off, um, but we, we brought some acoustic guitars and we're, we're bashing out songs. So as soon as I'm done with these interviews, I'm heading back downstairs to get back into rehearsal because, uh, you know, we want to make it a really special show in Vegas. You know, we got to make it something different uh, from our regular touring show. And that, that's the great thing about doing a residency in Vegas. You, you really have a license to, to mix it up. And, and we're going to be playing some songs we've never played and some songs we haven't played in close to three decades or so, you know. It'll be good. Yeah. Now, while I saw you in uh, Montreal, Ottawa, and Quebec, I, I had a chance to see some of the sound checks and hear some of the sound checks. C- can we reveal some of the songs you were playing, or do or do folks have to wait? <laughs> I, I'd rather not. No. <laughs> you know, we 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 want to keep keep it a bit of a surprise, at least for the first night. Although it is going to be different. You know, we are okay. going to mix it up a little bit night to night. Um, we have. Um, I can't remember how many shows. It's a three-week residency, but uh, we're going to try and make uh, every show at, at least different by one song, you know? Um, and we, we haven't even decided on, on the exact second. We, we're still even debating what we're going to open with and how we're going to reveal the show and all that. So, yeah, last-minute Larry's, you know what I mean? Last, well, hey, that's a good way to keep it spontaneous. But, okay, so so explain to the folks how this one is different than the last one. The last one was Viva Hysteria. And obviously you focused on the one album. Is this one where you're going to get in there and play tracks from the entire career? Are we looking at the first three albums, the first five albums? How do you sort of decide what the focus is? There is no specific focus, unlike the Viva Hysteria. That was the first time we'd ever done an album in sequence. Uh, and we had to build a show around that. So um, we broke that show up into parts. Uh, this show is going to be a bit more career retrospective. There's going to be some very new material that we've never played before, uh, as well as some very old material that um, uh, I think uh, there's a song we're actually we're working on today that um, I think I played with the band once uh, <laughs> in a club in Dublin, which was my very, very first time on stage with Def Leppard, and it was a couple of days before the Freddie Mercury AIDS Awareness Benefit, which was the big reveal. Um, and so I think that was the only time that we ever played this particular song. So, you know, it is more a career retrospective show. Um, we are going to try and, and have a, a part of the show that's going to be more intimate, um, not quite acoustic, but, you know, we're going to strip it down and, and uh, kind of... Uh, I think focus, you know, on the the vocal aspect of the band. I mean, it's something that we're pretty well known for as being a hard rock band with really strong vocals. But, you know, to to put it in a more intimate setting so we can really make that be a a focal point of the show as well. And, you know, like you say, it's all uh, it's still being decided, literally, and and it will be like right up to the last minute. You know, we're going into Vegas a few days early to rehearse and work on the stage show and, and how we're going to present it. And it's exciting, you know, it, it's, it's a different thing for us. It's very different to do a Vegas show than, than to do a, a normal touring show. Well, you know, on a normal touring show, and again, I saw you uh, in those three Canadian cities uh, and the Montreal show, completely epic. And you, you pulled out a song, Excitable, which we, I had never seen you done, uh, do live before. Mm-hmm. Is, is it when you're doing a, a residency, tempting to, to put away some of the big hits and say, okay, listen, we'll, go see us in New York in, in July next year and you'll hear Pour Some Sugar. 
we're going to focus on another hit and run. We're going to focus on, uh, you know, Wasted or, or Rock Brigade. <laughs> Is there that temptation to put away some of the more common songs? Uh, yeah, but but some of the big hits, you know, there, there are certain songs I think we always have to play, you know, like you mentioned Sugar. I think that's going to feature in every single Def Leppard show <laughs> from now till eternity, you know, um, because, yeah, it is a special show in Vegas and, and we will have a lot of hardcore fans flying in from around the world, um, specifically because they know they're going to hear something they're not going to hear on a normal touring show. But at the same time, it's Vegas and you get a lot of casual fans who you know, see the Def Leppard are doing a residency and they'll come along and they'll want to hear Pour Some Sugar on me, you know, they'll want to hear photographs. So it's just a question of finding the right balance, you know, and the other great thing about Vegas is we're not up against a hard curfew. You know, we can play as long as we want, you know, so, uh, and it's a pretty cushy schedule. I got to say, you know, we're only doing about three shows a week, so and we're not traveling in between. So, um, you know, we'll be well rested. And I think we'll be well up for, uh, for giving people their money's worth, you know. Oh, I can't wait. Now, for you, uh, you know, obviously you weren't on every album. Are there are there songs from the first three albums or four albums that the band has never played that you really want to play? Are there songs that you're saying, hey, guys, you know what? I'd really like to dig into Rock Brigade. We haven't done that. Let's, you know, what are the songs that you would like to play specifically? Yeah, well, those songs were very interesting to me. You know, they were the first Leopard songs that I ever heard. And, you know, I was still back in Belfast at the time when I heard Wasted and, and Rock Brigade. Um, we did actually play Rock Brigade um, as part of the opening set on the Viva Hysteria. All oh, right, the, uh, the Dead Flatbirds. Dead Flatbirds played it, yeah. And um, I'm not so sure how it went down. I don't think it's terribly well known, you know, uh, but it, it certainly w was fun to play. Um, Wasted is a song that we've put into the encore slot on occasion, usually in Europe, usually in festival situations. Um, you know, it's, I don't think it's really well known in the U.S. at all or North America anywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, the songs, you know, for me as a guitar player, it's, it's always, um, you know, m more interesting to play uh, a rock-focused song as opposed to a pop song. You know, um, and there certainly are more of those in the earlier Leopard albums. You know, when you take it back to the High and Dry record and Pyromania, you know, uh, I get to stretch out a bit more when we do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm nudging them there and, and we're going to be playing some of that in Vegas for sure. The last Leopard album was in 2015. Where are we in terms of new music and do you use the residency to suss out new music ideas? Um, there, there's always songs in the go. You know, everyone in the band is a songwriter. Um, you know, we all have these little ideas in our back pockets it's all a question of of making the collective effort to get together and actually start recording something you know there's been rumors of maybe addressing that sometime in 2020 um i don't know if it'll be an album i doubt it you know but i think probably what will happen is we'll go into the studio and we'll uh just try and focus on two or three or four ideas and, and see what comes out of it but the last time we did that it ended up being an album you know, which was the the, the eponymous Def Leppard album in 2015. So, you know, it is about time, and, and we've got to keep exercising that muscle. You know, as as uh, as creative beings and as a creative unit, you know, we have to keep doing that, even if it's uh, you know essentially just an excuse to to go on tour because hey, we got a new album. You know, but it's important for us as as musicians that that we keep doing that, and and there is a certain percentage of. Leopard's fan base that, um, 
really, really are hungry for new music, you know. So it's, um, but then there's a whole other generation of people who are just discovering Def Leppard for the first time and coming to our shows and <laughs> they want to hear the hits, you know. So um, I, I don't think we'll be we'll be focusing on writing in, in Vegas. So, um, you know, I, I'd say the first week is going to be pretty hectic trying to uh, to finalize some of the songs. So like I said, we want, we want to make it a little bit different uh, every single show that we're doing out there. So we're, we're constantly going to be rehearsing, I think, even on the days off and, and finessing the show and um, right up until the last week. Um, funny enough, actually, uh, Andy Freeman, the lead singer in Last in Line, lives in Las Vegas and, and uh, I'm going to be on the some of the days off I'm going to be writing with Last in Line for the next album for that project but that's a whole different thing you know that's a great thing and, and okay well let me ask you just quickly about that I was going to ask you another Vegas question but if you do work out with with, with him and you get some more Last in Line stuff do you want to do that again with Jeff Pilson producing or do you want to self-produce uh, you know it, it pretty much is uh, uh, co-production with Jeff anyway, you know, I mean, we all are very much hands-on. I, I do like what what we had going for the first two Last in Line albums, you know, I, I think it really, really works. Um, the the most difficult aspect about working with Jeff is his scheduling. He's just so, so busy, you know, and then uh, we got to balance his schedule with, with my schedule with Leopard and everyone else's. So, um, if it's possible to do that, I'd, I'd certainly like to stick with that. Yeah, that would be great. And and the last in line performance at the M3 Rock Festival was brilliant. I was going to say a swear thank word there, but it was brilliant. Uh, the thank last, oh, it was it was holy fuck, was it good? Uh, Viva Hysteria <laughs> obviously came out as a as a, a live album and a live uh, DVD or Blu-ray. Do you see yourself recording this one for anything, or is it just no? You got to come to Vegas to see this show. We, we are actually thinking about recording this one as well, yeah, as a, as a visual package. But obviously, to do that, we've, we've got to make it very, very different from Viva Hysteria, which we intend to do anyway. And it also has to be different from any other live recordings that we've done over the last several years. So, um, which is why we're, <laughs> this is why there's no such thing as a day off here on the road. You know, we're, we're really, um, we're really focusing our efforts on, on trying to make this Vegas show something very unique because we know that it has to be unique first and foremost, and especially if it's, if it's going to be, um, you know, televised at some stage. So, so we'll see, you know, if we do that, it's obviously going to be at the end of the run, you know, cause we gotta, we gotta finesse all the songs. You, you really do. Now, um, with the exception maybe of Billy Joel, who does sort of a Madison square garden kind of residency ish, uh, do you see yourself bringing this concept to any other city? I mean, I know you talk a lot about you how you love Montreal and Mexico City and the crowds are great there. Do you see yourself exporting that to London or to Toronto or or is it just really a Vegas thing to do a residency? Well, I, I've heard that Aerosmith are, are taking their Vegas residency and uh, actually doing some shows on the East Coast somewhere. Yes. Somebody mentioned that to me the other day. Yes. So I, in I wouldn't Boston or Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes sense, you know. I mean, it, it's not a bad idea to uh, to kind of export it, you know, because not everyone can get to Vegas, and and it's easy enough for us as, as a a band that's so used to touring. You know, it's actually very luxurious for us to just set up camp somewhere for a few weeks, you know, as opposed to a different city every night. So. 
all things are possible indeed. And let's hope now, I see we're down to the last two minutes. I'll just quickly talk about this Canadian tour. You're, you're doing it all of July with, with Tesla. The shows I've seen were spectacular. What is it about Canada that you can set up and do an entire cross-country tour? Because not many bands can do that or, or have the ability to sell out the way. I mean, if you saw how it was at the Videotron Centre in Quebec or the Bell Centre in Montreal, you could have sworn it was 1987 all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just something about Canada and Def Leppard. You know, it is Def Leppard's largest market in the world per capita. In terms of record sales, it always was. And, uh, you know, there's there's just a lot of love there. Um, I got to say, the audiences have been just off the, off the charts. I mean, it's just been incredible, the, the noise coming from from the Canadian audi- audiences in this entire tour. You know, we started off in Halifax, and we couldn't believe how excited the audience were and how loud they were. And then we went to Moncton, and it was the same thing, you know. Uh, and, of course, Montreal, uh Forever and ever and ever, it's always been one of my favorite cities to play, and, and I know the, the other guys feel the same way. And we actually started uh, having our sound engineer um, take a, a DB reading at the soundboard uh, right before we play the encore songs at the end of the show. And uh, Montreal came in; the audience was 115 DB. Uh, <laughs> so that's without us playing. That was just the wow. noise audience. I mean, that was the cheering of the crowd. It was just incredible. It, it's there's something about Canada and Def Leppard. There's just a, a, a great, um, a great love there, you know. So it's uh, it's always a pleasure to do it. And you know, we don't always get to to come to Canada too too often. It's usually every three or four years that we get to do a, a comprehensive tour like this one. You know, other than just coming in and playing maybe Toronto or um, Vancouver, you know, as part of an American tour. So it's really nice to actually get to go to these places and uh, you know get in touch with these people again and uh yep. it's our audience has just been growing and growing and you know we're seeing younger people come to our shows for years and that's very encouraging to us oh it absolutely is and uh i'll finish with this because I, I see our time is up but uh, rumor was that at somewhere between you know december and and april of this year you were out in rochester new york with lou graham looking over some shadow king stuff because he's doing a, a compilation of unreleased material uh, first of all, any truth to that rumor? And second of all, would you, uh, you know, go beef up some Shadow King demos if, if ha- given the opportunity? Uh, there's no truth to that rumor at all. No, I haven't seen Lou in many, many years. Um, so that's all news to me. But having said that, I mean, Lou uh, is one of the nicest people I've ever met in the business in all the years I've been in it. You know, he's a really sweetheart of a guy and I really enjoyed working with him. So I, I would always be open to that again, you know. Um, but no, I, I haven't seen him in many, many years. <laughs> I haven't been in Rochester. It must have been somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I heard that and I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. But uh, there you go, Vivian. Yeah. Uh, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. And, uh, you know, thank you for those three great shows that I saw earlier this month. Just fucking t- phenomenal stuff. And uh, there you go. Thanks, Matt. Thank you very much. Cheers. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You're listening to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFond. Rock Talk.